0: I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and Opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy.
1: Welcome to episode 468 of the All Things Good Nerdy Show, which is recorded live on Sunday one. I am Chris. Joining me, I have the usual band of misfits. We'll start first with one Mr. Anthony Bachman. I'm an ass man. (laughs) And if you caught our pre-show, you would know the reference we're talking about there. But if you're a professional wrestling fan, think one Mr. Billy Gunn. also joining us he's also an ass man i'm told mr willie d nelson
2: uh you heard incorrect uh for you see i am the 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 plucky sidekick ass boy (laughs) (laughs) he's also not a switch hitter we've learned that
1: that was pre-show
2: exclusive you do know that has multiple meanings right so care for what you say mm-hmm. there it's That's not what you th- it's not what you think i'm talking to the audience cause i'm pointing at the camera for those audiences <laughs> it's also not what you think but it could be that doesn't work if you put me in full screen chris i can't do this looking at the bottom it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense chris there you go
1: sorry willie i'm sorry but i wanted you to have the full spotlight to discuss what
2: i think i had mentioned it all yeah you tell them ass things. boy <laughs> i'm plucky god damn it yeah you're
1: plenty. no 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 the ass boys are colton and austin gunn billy gunn's sons they're the <laughs> ass boys oh but he could be ass man yeah yeah i mean billy gunn's technically the ass man but
2: so screamer kramer oh yeah I, rem- I remember that peace amongst worlds
1: those in audio he has a peace amongst worlds mug right now and his morning joe
2: are we gonna call it joe now
1: it's a common colloquialism yeah it doesn't mean have to enjoy it (laughs) you must really hate (laughs) life because that's been around since before you ever were born people calling that cup of coffee their morning joe
0: yeah that's like some 1920s shit
2: right there yeah it's been morning joe for a while
1: yeah it's been like a hundred years almost the world's
2: terrible who wants to be here well, this is we, but We dang. got a
1: Spider-Man movie in a month So I gotta at least make it to that
0: Yeah, we got a new Spider-Man trailer Which was also in the theater last night The movie I saw and I saw that trailer thing. on the big screen
1: Ooh. That's the
0: last thing I want
2: to see a Spider-Man 2 I don't want to see nothing else about it I'm good sp- That's You fair. mean
0: Spider-Man 3?
1: He was saying 2 as With in T-O-O
0: Or oh, you were saying yeah. Spider-Man
2: also yeah. I think you know what I was talking about I never assume what you mean I didn't say you assumed. I said you should know.
1: So I'm still trying to nothing. figure out for the Spider-Man trailer, and we'll just talk it right now. Why the hell does uh-huh. Doctor Strange have the Eye of Agamotto when it was destroyed with the Infinity Gem?
0: Well, he could make another Eye of Agamotto. It doesn't mean the gem's in it.
1: What What's the point of having an empty shell? Is it to trick people to make them think he still has the eye?
0: Maybe. Then
1: again, it's so that Dormammu doesn't think he's going to come to bargain again. I don't know. Well, no,
0: wait, you're thinking you're thinking original timeline. The eye of Agamotto was not destroyed. The Avengers went back in time, took all of the gems from their previous points in time, brought them into the future and then took them back and then took them back, which means that Captain America went back to that New York rooftop and handed the eye of Agamotto back to the eternal, the ancient one. Which means she then was able to pass it down to Stephen Strange later on, which was then but,
1: destroyed by Thanos. But
0: okay, that the, the way their crazy. time
1: travel—now, well, granted, yeah. this movie takes place after no, Loki no, no, only no, no, fractured Chris, the wrong, timeline.
2: You're wrong. The gems in Endgame were returned back to their original spot, which technically did change things, didn't it?
1: No, that was the point. Is by bringing them back to where they got them from, they didn't change things, and the timeline yeah, reverted they back to them. normal. And then yeah. we had the Loki show, which showed how the timeline got destroyed. But basically.
2: if you oh,
1: previous Thanos, he can't be in the
2: in uh, Infinity War to destroy them. This Chris? is getting
1: us into the argument we're back to the yeah. future is a bunch of bullshit, remember? Yeah. But yeah, then, I know. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, I, have, I,
0: the I, same have easy, I have an easy answer, though. We don't know the timeline of the, the shots in the trailer. So the Doctor Strange that has the eye of Agamotto could be post the spell that they cast that Parker fucks up, which cracks the multiverse.
1: But here's the question, and here we're getting into <laughs> weird stuff again. Did Parker screwing up the spell really crack the multiverse, or was that just a coincidence as Loki and Sylvie broke the multiverse?
2: or, or was That it happened just, way before. Did that It wasn't right after... Was it uh, Sony? Avengers 2012 that happened was it in 2012. Was it Because Venom
1: Two made a lot of money. Yeah, well, I mean, there's that too. <laughs> no, it happened. No,
2: Loki happened in 2012. No, it did The whole very. It happened right after Avengers.
1: Loki? What ta- are you talking about? Loki was captured in 2012, but then when did they break the timeline? It wasn't in 2012 because they traveled back and forth across time and in space.
2: But I'm saying the character of Loki happened. Boom, 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 boom. That the the show of Loki. Correctly ended on like twenty twelve. That's, that's I don't that's know that that's on. the case. Did it?
1: It's a show that deals with time travel and fixing yeah, the broken multiverse. Yeah. Time doesn't really mean much there. Remember, yeah, they, no went to the, to, they went to the they no went to the end of pinpoint. time. Yeah, there's, there's no way, way to pinpoint
0: everything. when Loki ends because yeah, like Chris was saying, they're going. The other Loki was hiding in world-ending events in different timelines. So because he's traveling throughout the multiverse and throughout time. There's no telling when they went to the end of time. Yeah, that's, yeah, it'd be hard to pinpoint. Like
1: the timeline in Loki can be completely arbitrary. They could say if they really want to, and suppose they had to rewrite by Spider-Man because it's now coming before Dr. Strange, neither here nor there though. They could spin it now that that scene we see in the trailer where Dr. Strange is like, I'm trying to, they're coming through and you see like the purple lines that are forming in the sky that look very similar to what we saw at the end of Loki could be occurring at the exact same time, and that's why Doctor well, Strange didn't save the multiverse then, because he was trying to save it because of the broken spell.
2: Well, how about this? With uh, all the theories going on with Loki, you remember how uh, 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 Kang, or what was his name, in the end of the show, the man Kang. at the end, yeah, King the Conqueror, but no, he, wasn't the 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 end, the he was the man at the end, the man at the end of the time, or whatever it was. Yeah, what was it Whatever
1: his name was, he went by. I can't yeah, remember.
2: look at his castle and look at all the design of it. It was that black and that gold marbling. And what else had that same shit in the trailer of Eternals? Their ship and uh, had all that design, and like could tie in. It, it didn't mean shit.
1: You're not wrong.
0: Oh, no, and just, you know, this, it's just design aesthetic taken from Jack Kirby, who created a lot of the design aesthetic for the original Marvel comics.
2: But it just me, it just people were looking too much into it. And it didn't mean shit. As always, <laughs> people were looking into it too much. Kind of like, but that as long as Evan you... Peters being Quicksilver
1: the thing is though as long as you can have the right mindset that as you make all these theories you don't cling to them as they have to be that you can have yeah. fun with it there's some folks and I was like that at, po- at one point in time where they'd be disappointed if their pet theories didn't come true nowadays it's more of oh shit my theory wasn't right but I kind of like what they did better or I can respect the path they went in some cases Eternals is alright at best I haven't seen that movie I'll be honest yeah. here's a
2: spoiler because this is I thought this was really weird there's a sex scene in it straight up yeah rob stark was inside that woman he was (laughs) inside her am i wrong bachman it's the only thing that janet complained about after the movie it was no
1: it's it's all right to complain about though it's weird i don't need that in a marvel movie look i'm behind on my marvel movies i just saw shang chi this last weekend oh no you're fine no you're
2: fine that's not really a spoiler for anything that happens in the movie it's just a straight up sex scene like they're he is nude. She's nude. He's on top of her, and I'm 100 percent positive he was inside her. See
1: the the problem
2: with Eternals turtles <laughs> just anally, me, so it doesn't count. I don't know
1: the problem with <laughs> eternals for me, and I'll get to it at some point. Is like the trailers never made me be like, oh my god, I have to watch this outside of the fact that it was a Marvel movie. They, they never well, no. really hooked
0: what me. What should have made you watch it is it it's right. a jacked Kamal Nanjani. I mean, oh, that, that's, that's what got that's me to see it. it. I'm going
1: to see it at some point and, in time. Yeah,
0: Kumail is great in it. It's it's all about oh Kingo. yeah. The, the rest of the movie Go is good. Kingo is amazing. But
1: you got to remember, I live in a state where people don't really want to respect other people when it comes to the pandemic. So I don't really want to. I anything. just
2: saw it last Fair enough. Wednesday or Thursday, whenever I said I saw it. And uh, I was I didn't see anyone else in the IMAX theater. Yeah. Well, I think wow. there was like two other people somewhere, but I didn't see them when I walked in. The well, is... let's be honest, since then, Dunes come out,
0: Ghostbusters come out, yeah, No Dune Time was... to Die has come out, Halloween Kills come out, Last Night in Soho, there's a lot of
2: competition in the theater right now. I'm not going to lie, I didn't really like Dune all that much. I
1: haven't watched Mostly, it Mostly, it's
2: probably because I didn't read the book, never watched the old movie, I don't know, and the movie didn't do a great job of explaining shit, even it's though like, it was 99% of, of uh, what's the word, giving, it's, explaining, it's, the, what was it Expletive. Uh, or close. No, exposition. We're close. Exposition. That's it. That's the word I was trying to think of. Thank you so much. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Expletive. Fucking exposition. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, was just, yeah, I, had I was like trying to think of it
2: myself. Like shit what was the name of the word. Yeah. ninety nine percent of it was exposition.
0: Yeah. Well, that was like, like it was one of the things what? that Kevin Smith complained about because in the David Lynch thing they had voiceover, which was the characters' thoughts, which explained a lot of what was in the book, and in this Dune. You get a lot more of like something happens, two characters look at each other, and then they just look at each other, and there's no voiceover, and so then they have to explain through exposition the stuff that in the David Lynch film was explained through the you being able to hear the characters' thoughts. But yeah, you hear I hear mean, the voiceover. Yeah, Dune's beautiful. Like it's yeah. the new Dune is a beautiful film. Like this, I mean, this is like what Zack Snyder would do if he was not busy writing shitty scripts and it was just a cinematographer, like he should be. Just beautiful films, but yeah, Francis Villeneuve does beautiful films. The Dune is gorgeous. The casting is fantastic. The news that like the suits, the the uh, thornicopters, all the new special effects are amazing. But it's a part one.
2: Like, oh, yeah, I got it. it's Just but even yeah, the part of the, one, I still like
0: as long as it is, it's a part one. It's like okay, yeah, we watched it at home on HBO Max. It's like you know, I wouldn't mind seeing the theater. But I definitely don't want to go to the theater to watch it for six hours to watch the whole damn thing. It's like, yeah, that's a watch it at home, fucking take a break, you know, be able to go get some food, coffee, take a bathroom break, you know, take a smoke break, whatever. Like, yeah, it's it's going right. to be a ridiculous long when it's all done.
2: So if either you watched the original or read the book,
1: no, I never I've got watched into Dune.
0: Yeah. I watched the original. I've never actually read the book. I actually right. actually own them. I have a stack of books I bought at a books uh book sale oh. at our local library.
2: Yeah, there's like five of them. Is this movie supposed to cover all the books or is there just one no, in the no. first book? Th- yeah, this is just the first book. Okay, I was just curious. And um so I'm assuming if you've seen the first movie, I don't even know if it touched it. I'm guessing the Emperor is trying to take both families out. He kind of thought this would I thought this seemed yeah. thats what I gathered from by the end of that movie. But yeah, basically never that it, so it doesn't matter. Basically, just the emperor's a dick. <laughs> and since we're talking about geeky shit, geeky shows and movies, and uh, 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 Bachman, uh, you might not go anywhere. Have you watched Lock and Key season two yet? Uh,
0: I've not watched season two yet. No.
2: All right, because I had a question on that. That just didn't because I don't think, and I don't think there's going to be any answer for my question other than just fucking go with it. <laughs> I don't think that's the only answer. That's even supposed to give. <laughs> Is yeah, it something that makes like, well, how did the fuck does this thing work? It, it, okay, just go with it, I guess. Not, I mean, you know, I don't yeah,
0: think there's any explanation. Th- there, there may not be. I mean, it is a crazy ass story. Lock I he will is say, a, a crazy world with its own set of rules.
2: I think there's a director who fucked up on one episode. I think it was like a director was only a director for one episode because a lot of the dialogue it felt very forced in one episode. It, it was never in any other episode besides that one, where I was like, are, oh, okay, all this dialogue just feels forced. and like, That's whatever. Weird. But it's not in any other ones. I'm like, it was just a problem with that one episode. Like, huh, I guess that director just kind of doesn't know what the fuck they're doing.
1: Hmm. Really good news. I just found you hired the Duck in 4K for... T- was Ayo. it filmed on film? I believe so.
2: Oh, fair enough. Well, yeah. it was George source. Lucas putting out the money to put that on film. Wasn't that Spielberg? No, it's George
1: Lucas. It's Lucas?
0: It was Lucas? Okay. I just saw
1: oh, a yeah. listing here that has Howard the Duck for $9.59 with the 4K disc, Blu-ray disc and digital copy. We can That's get you some Howard needs. the Duck.
2: Hey, don't make a foul out of me.
1: Oh, I don't uh, want to run a foul of you, Willie uh,
2: uh. You don't worry, just go ahead and send it to me and uh, send me the bill. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well this done. shit's getting quackers.
1: That, that might have been a bridge too far. We I took, don't give a shit. We took it too far.
2: Is a duck's butthole watertight?
1: <laughs> I would assume, but I don't know.
2: I mean, they would hope. I guess I could go with the letter, Kenny. Does a, dick, does a duck's dick drag weeds? I mean, I guess it depends what the duck's doing. I mean, it's curly, so. <laughs> That's a weird question.
1: Please don't ever make that noise again ever
2: to you or in general
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) because i cannot promise either one of those of course i mean it won't
2: be for right now maybe not even this episode but it'll come back to haunt you one day i promise you that
1: most of the things we talk about on here come back to haunt me in some way shape or form
2: most of the times it's your fault that it comes up chris so don't look at me
1: no it's not I am just here to help guide the conversation where you guys take it is you not my fault. You guided to it. Yes. I guided that conversation talking about a duck's butthole. That's totally on yep. me. Yep. You started talking about Howard the duck. How did you not think it was going to that? Yes. Because a logical person <laughs> says, if I talk about the movie, Howard, the duck, <laughs> Willie's going to talk about duck butthole. That's just logical.
0: airtight or watertight, at least. And a logical person would finish that sentence that if you talk about Howard the Duck with Willie Nelson, it's going to lead to talking about a duck's butthole.
1: <laughs> I'm starting to think that talking about anything with Willie Nelson is going to lead to talking about a duck's butthole. At this, that's point. true. That's
2: true.
0: It's definitely possible. It's it's his one skill.
2: Uh, and since I mentioned Letter Kenny, hey, did you hear the good news, mm. Bachman? Letter Kenny, season ten. Boxing Day nice. in America. Nice. Boxing Day, alright. That's all still right. on Hulu, right? Still Hulu exclusive. Nice. And still the best episode is season two, episode three.
1: I like the super soft birthday, I'll be honest. That's yeah, see, season, season, season one, one
2: episode two. Yeah. yeah it, and you it's could still everyone... one of the greatest episodes. <laughs> everyone agrees you can skip episode three of the first season. That's okay. It is the dip fart book oh fart book yeah, yeah I remember that's some that that good one, moments yeah. but the whole fart book thing was i'm glad they that was a one and done and we're over it like because it, it was funny. not good but you do get to see gail right away in her bicycle all angrily and that was great
1: <laughs> i do enjoy <gasps> i do enjoy letter kenny i'm in early season two now i think but
2: yeah episode three is the best uh have you think you got this episode three no i
1: don't think so i think i'm on episode two
2: oh yeah episode three it, trust me the a cold open is the best and it's also where you get the porno sounds Bachman, when you know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah it's all it has so many great things in episode three is like this this is prime like it's not like it's not saying all the other seasons are great but that episode is like a shining diamond and a plethora of diamonds well it's the I, most brightest diamond
1: While i enjoyed letter my favorite comedy right now is still what we do in the shadows
0: Ooh, I've having finished both, that, it would be hard. It I'd be hard pressed to put one against the other. They're like both that, good.
2: They're both great. K still on top. They're,
0: they're also a very different type of comedy. True. Oh yeah. I mean, I but think what, I just appreciate the banter.
1: One has Matthew Barry though, so yeah. <laughs>
0: he is yeah. I've I've come Who's to be a Matthew huge fan of again? Matthew Barry.
1: Laszlo Which the Vampire.
2: Laszlo, Laszlo, the bearded is that British the main guy. One?
1: The British guy, oh, the, not Nando. The one who's married to. The the one other who's guy. married to yeah. Nando. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was in, he's the in the IT
2: crowd. And full of my favorite volvers. Yes. Yeah. This one is yeah. my prime one. It's after my
1: mother. Yeah. yeah. I think Jackie Day told that
0: normal human bartender.
1: There's a uh, there's a guy who does voice impersonations, and there was talk of, hey, if we do a new Garfield movie, who should be the voice of Garfield? And this one guy was like, <laughs> it needs to be Matthew Barry in this voice impersonator. Then did Matthew Berry. As Garfield, I was like, holy shit, it's got to be Matthew Barry if they do another Garfield movie. It was hilarious.
2: That would be good. I could see but, that. I'm pretty sure I mean, Bill Murray was a good choice, even though he hated it.
1: Yeah, but Matthew Barry would be an awesome choice. Is that the power sword?
2: you goddamn right. I actually finally
0: opened it, and I've been oh, using it my letter. Oh, was the sword of Eternia. Yeah. Yep. I've been using my letter opener to open letters as I'm going through nice. stuff.
1: Have you tried calling down the power of Grayskull to you?
0: I have. It did not work. I'm sorry. You should hold up and go... I think Thunder, it's because it's a tiny Thunder, sword.
1: Thundercats! Fuck you, nerds!
0: Actually, I was wearing my Thundercats jersey last night to see a movie proudly sponsored by the 80s.
1: You'll figure it out when we get to do the end make of the a show. Ready Player Two When we do what I'm into.
0: <laughs> not yet.
1: God, I hope they don't make a movie out of Ready Player Two. Supposedly it's not good. I was going to buy the book, then I started reading the other reviews and went, Oh, this looks bad. That's whatever. This looks bad.
2: I mean, I mean but apparently the movie is only kind of close to the book so that's true yeah, they can make it better
1: the book is very 80s focused whereas the movie is focusing on like pop culture from the 80s to today basically
2: yeah i know which is i was all right with
1: i was fine with it too it made sense and it was pretty cool to see some of those things on screen together then you get the house of mouse on board so they can have some disney properties in there
2: uh indeed. they might have some issues with that
0: <laughs> indeed yeah, probably. i mean
2: I mean, you barely got Warner Brothers and Disney making friends in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There was a lot of stipulations in that.
1: I love that movie. Plus, I mean,
0: the only reason the first Ready Player One worked is because it was Spielberg walking around town going, hey, I'd like to use your characters for this. I'd like to use your characters for this. If Spielberg doesn't come back to shoot the sequel, you're not getting all those IPs.
2: And uh, Chris, also, uh, to your point of saying you love uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Get uh, you're never gonna guess what movie I watched uh, most of last night.
1: Who framed Roger Rabbit?
2: No. Unleashed. I thought I remember. Oh. I thought Bob Hoskins oh, was yeah. Brooklyn from Brooklyn with that because I only seen him in Who Framed Roger Rabbit and uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers. I haven't oh. seen him in anything else, and then all of a sudden hear him in his real Cockney accent. I was like, the fuck. <laughs> anything is possible. Like yeah, yeah, him being an Alicia, that Jet Li movie—that's still a good movie. Yeah, got a, Morgan a, Freeman in there too. That's a weird movie. That's <laughs> yeah, weird. It's a it's an early two thousands action movie. I'm gonna turn yeah, Jet Lee yeah, into a dog.
0: <laughs> Danny the dog. Yeah, that was it. Was just a strange fucking film.
2: And uh, yeah, Bob Hoskins had a great line in it. Get him, or his mom had his great the great line. The, Get him young, and the possibilities are endless. I mean, I guess that's how religion works too, right? And smoking.
1: Indoctrination. I mean I didn't
2: start till I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm.
1: You were indoctrinated. Oh, so you're,
2: you're extra dumb.
1: Oh, speaking of indoctrination, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, twenty five bucks on Yeah, something I'm not gonna get.
0: Does that include digitally on Sony PlayStation?
1: I've only seen it physically for twenty five. I hate when they put just the physical ones on sale. Why would the it's digital? stores can make whatever sales yeah, they it, want. This is stores doing specific sales, not. I still hate it. I mean, that's why I got Guardians of the Galaxy on a disc, because the digital version was an extra 10 bucks, And I was like, hey, Man, I might I
2: join you on that. I'm not going to lie. Is it still only 30
1: Yeah. last I, I, I when
2: that's showing up in the mail
0: today and somebody doesn't know about it.
1: I think that's through Black Friday. Oh. So, and it was available at Amazon and GameStop. I think both had it for 30 bucks. Chris, you can't say that. It's okay. Can't say B Friday. <laughs> what do you want me? No, don't answer that. Is it, you want me to come in to work on Mooley Monday too?
0: I can say that one. What'd you say? What he says, uh, you
2: want me to come in to work on Mooley Monday too? Uh, what's that from? I haven't heard that one.
0: That's uh Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh, you know? yeah. Because his boss is telling him to come in time. and work on Black
2: Friday. He's like, really? You got some black man to come in and work on Black Friday?
0: <laughs> you want to come in and work on Mooley
2: Monday too? Well, I mean, to be honest, Black Friday really starts on th- Thursday. Uh, not all places are worse.
1: open, thankfully. I yeah, saw, but like, you know what I mean. Although I feel bad for the folks bringing GameStop, because GameStop is opening up on Thanksgiving Day again this year. So sucks to be those guys. And hopefully they get paid a little extra for it jesus christ chris sucks to be those guys no i mean it's a problem God because other God. stores that had been doing that backed off doing that like walmart and best buy and stuff like that aren't opening for thursday stuff like they used to now it's well strange. i just mean your tonality to it
2: all
0: right actually on the playstation website 3479 seventy nine. Five extra mass bucks. effect legendary edition oh. is 42 percent off it's 25 bucks
1: for Guardians the Galaxy. disc at gamestop
0: yeah, see, I'd pay the extra 10 bucks to have it digitally and not have to put a disc in the thing. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I mean,
1: he's right.
0: When he's right, he's right. Yeah. And it offer goes until November 30th at midnight. So 42% off for the digital edition. Black Friday, November 30th. That was
2: a joke.
1: Wait, okay. is it? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Willie. Yeah, it's a joke. Thank you. We I don't appreciate... know dates. Dates are a thing. We appreciate. That's what we appreciate about you, is your knowledge of <laughs> dates. I I mean, I'm stuck the with my friend out of
0: all of, of us.
2: I, mean, I would be the squirreliest out of all three of us, right? You are definitely the squirreliest one.
1: Yeah. When I think of yeah, squirrels, but, I think of Willie Nelson.
2: But I think a
0: squirrel's running I'm in. We'll let that
1: one
2: ride. But I don't think any
1: of us <laughs>
0: are Wayne. We're all well, a little bit of dairy. <laughs> I'd be the closest to Wayne just because I think I'm the only one here who's actually won a bar fight.
1: <laughs> no, I've not gotten in bar fights on purpose. Was I
0: you? was a sailor for six years. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was a seaman for years. No, I've been a seaman for like 30, but I was a <laughs> sailor for six. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> look at, I
2: can see the, the gears. Do
1: the math, in Chris. I don't Do think I need this insight about your life. I really don't.
2: <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. God. Yeah, but I actually even got
0: the math pretty much right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, well, I was everyone. was
0: 43, so 30 years ago, roughly puberty.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you can- Live from the ATG and studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. We don't get a good segue this week. I just had to get the F out of that conversation right there as we roll on in to the news of the week. For those that are unaware, that is that part of the show where we run down was in our minds. some the most interesting uh, geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up here in the last week when it relates to pop culture, geek culture, things like that. I will kick things off. Mine's relatively short, but kind of interesting. What was that? Never mind. So I don't know if you guys realized uh, this Monday, in addition to it being the beginning of a terrible week because it's just a Monday and Mondays are terrible. Is, is it Mooley Monday? <laughs> <laughs> God it. Uh This Monday. Sure take it back. This Monday was the 20th anniversary of the original Xbox launch. So happy birthday to Xbox there where Microsoft was doing an event online, sharing stuff, looking back. They did something like the Xbox vault where they brought the rock in to cut a promo and talk about how you could win things by going to the Xbox vault website. And they released some cool uh, 20th anniversary hardware controllers and headsets and stuff like that. I'd had my 20th anniversary controller on order for a while because it was pretty sick and I wanted a new Xbox controller. It's sitting upstairs. I forgot to bring it down for the show. But one of the things that was really cool that came out of that, well, there's really two things, and I'll talk about the coolest one first, I thought. Remember how about two years ago, we were making a big deal out of the fact that Microsoft was really focused on backwards compatibility, and they brought a bunch of original Xbox and Xbox 360 games forward so they would work on the uh, next-gen hardware and the Xbox One hardware?
2: I, I thought that was already built into it.
1: That is true, but they had stopped doing forward compatibility. There were only some games that had it. Well, Microsoft kind of surprised folks, and if you'd been trolling some of the subreddits, you might have seen it coming. To celebrate 20 years of Xbox, they now added another 76 new games to backwards compatibility library today, including games like the entire Max Payne series, Skate 2, Dead or Alive Ultimate, and Star Wars Jedi Knight were all included in those. Oh, nice.
0: Wait, they added 76 more?
1: 76 more games to their backwards compatibility library. Now, one thing to note. This was said by Peggy Lau, or Lowe, the compatibility program lead at Xbox. The latest and final edition of 70-plus titles to backwards compatibility was only possible through the passion and feedback from the community. Constant requests for specific titles and enhancements encouraged the backwards compatibility team to partner with original creators to preserve thousands of games from over four generations of Xbox. Now where this gets kind of cool is every original Xbox or Xbox 360 game that was added will support auto HDR on the Xbox Series X and S and original Xbox games will also include a resolution increase as well. If you are playing on Xbox One X or Xbox Series X, you'll see a four times resolution increase on original Xbox games and a three times bump on the Xbox Series S. Meanwhile, your original Xbox One S console will only get a two times increase. But 76 new games that are getting auto HDR. Oh, yeah. And then 11 of those titles are also getting their FPS boost feature, which takes them up to 60 frames per second default instead of 30 frames per second default. That includes games like Gears of War, the original franchise, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, and a variety of other titles that I don't have the list for. They have said at this point in time, they're done. They've reached the limit of their ability to bring new games to the catalog from the past Due to licensing, legal, and technical constraints, because the licensing yeah. is probably a pain in the butt for some of these things, especially when you have games that the studio no longer exists. Now, and, other well, things,
0: and as we talked about last hard. week, where the music is problematic yes. or it's super expensive.
1: The other games that are included in there that this article calls out specifically on the verge because people brought them up a lot: Ridge Racer Six and Time Splitters Two are included. Now, all of these backwards compatible games for the most part, are available to buy digitally on the Marketplace as well. Meaning if you don't have the disc for, say, Time Splitters 2 anymore, you could just go on the Xbox Marketplace and buy a digital copy of it versus having to get the disc. The only one that's really weird that for some reason isn't listed digitally but is backwards compatible is 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. That game you can only buy physically and play in backwards
2: compatibility. Is that the first 50 Cent game or the second one? I
1: don't know, to be honest. I heard the second
2: one's actually pretty damn good surprisingly the fact that like 250 set games just it had blows no my mind. right to be that good but it was from what i've heard yeah
1: so 76 Never new titles it. added as part of the 20th birthday some of these are really weird to me like for instance one of them is are you smarter than a fifth grader that game was backwards compatibility <laughs> added
2: who the fuck took their time to make sure that was so, that might, that
0: might have been one of those ones where it was super easy it's exactly. got a small but you know people that love like, certain types of trivia games might really love that one. And I then love it was probably trivia games. I yeah, wouldn't. It was also probably cheap as fuck.
2: Yeah. Whoever is going back and getting that game and to play it now, I want to go to them and kick them right in the nuts, because it's probably only one person.
0: Well, here's the thing. You know why they're doing it? It's because they want to make sure they're smarter than a fifth grader. So we're not talking about the smartest fucking people on the planet. (laughs) you
1: have to get that game to prove it, you're not. In part, part (laughs) of this play here is about game preservation because there was an interview with Phil Spencer done later in the week where he was like, hey, we really need to start looking into how to preserve some of these games from a historical context. Because, no, I'm not saying are you smarter than a fifth grader is one of those that we necessarily care about for the ages. But some of these other games that say City of Heroes and things like that, how do you play it anymore? I don't think you really can. But... There's
0: only one private server. Yeah, there is actually. You can still go to Paragon City apparently if you're on that private server, but you have to get a special invite gotcha. to go play on it. I'm so, sure, sure you could, do yeah, that The company shut it down, but somebody made their own server that copies the entire game engine, and you can go still play if you were a part of that. Like. I think part of the what were they? Super groups. They weren't called guilds in that game. They were super groups.
1: I think you're
2: right. Friends.
1: Yeah. So part of this is Microsoft's ongoing effort to kind of continue supporting backwards compatibility, and a lot of these were widely requested. Some of them, I think, the case was it was a matter of they literally just ran their program that does the up, does the conversion, and it probably worked. And that's probably why we're getting. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah. But the, the... Or,
0: or certain games that they don't have to relicense, yeah. which Because I think, is that show off the air now?
1: Yeah, I think so. It might be. Oh, or they might matters, be doing yeah. something yeah. weird yeah. on the game show network. Someone still owns it. the IP, right?
0: Yeah, but if it's not currently airing, that may mean that they can redo the game and not have to pay for it. Who knows? Who knows?
2: Oh, yeah. and I will say, this is all awesome. I'm not, this is, yeah, this backwards capability is fucking awesome. I wish PlayStation had it. You're being a bitch by not doing it. Fucking throw money at it and make it work so That's if, yeah what rockstar should have done
1: yeah if you guys want the full list of these games i did put the link to this article in our show notes it's bit.ly slash atgn 468 that will take you directly to those notes you can click on this link as i'm scrolling through the list i was just going to call a few out as we went through That both either are ones that i understand why they do it or kind of make me scratch my head for instance disney's chicken little that one got backwards <laughs> compatibility treatment who nice. is going back and playing that now? I mean, if you got kids, maybe they want to play it. I don't know.
2: You know what? You know what? Maybe those speedrunners who are speedrunning weird ass games. Go I mean, for yeah. they did
1: bring the avatar game over. That is, you basically just put the disc in and play for 30, 30 minutes and get a thousand gamer score. They did bring that one over.
2: Can you still play it in 3d? I wonder. I don't know.
1: Uh, other stuff that pops up. I did mention the entire dead or alive series is on there. So that's dead or alive ultimate through four. The entire Fear series is on there. It appears. The game... I, see, I can
0: see people wanting to go back and replay those in a higher res, especially yep. with the impre- uh, improved. You said, uh, 60 frames. the the yeah, sixty frames on an FPS because the Fear games are fun. These are like, fun I, games.
1: These ones may not have gotten the sixty frames per second, but they would have gotten the auto HDR feature, which could be. Re- not all of these titles got sixty frame per second upgrades. Uh, Gun Valkyrie, yeah. which was an awesome game back in the day, I used to play a lot. That one was made brought forward lego lord of the rings that's the only lego game mm-hmm. that shows up on there but lego lord of the rings the entire uh max Payne series like we'd mentioned mortal Kombat versus dc universe which is one a lot of folks liked it's the
2: only fighting game i had on the ps3 pretty much
1: odd world munch's odyssey which is entertaining to me because that was an xbox oh, yeah. launch title that they finally odd brought worlds forward were good quake arena arcade secret weapons over normandy i remember that SpongeBob truth or square what <laughs> kids I guess is that
2: like uh South Park's Love Shack trivia game like going back on the I N64 know. maybe I, I don't remember it sounds like a trivia game
1: Red Dead Revolver All about made it. <laughs> Red Dead Revolver made it a variety of Star Wars games Star Wars Starfighter special edition which I really enjoyed back in the day Star Wars episode three Revenge of the Sith which is actually an underrated game it's pretty fun if you haven't played it Star Wars the Clone Wars and Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, Time Splitters 1, excuse me Time Splitters 2 and Time Splitters Future Perfect, Viva Piñata. There's a variety of stuff on there. It's just mm-hmm. kind of cool to see what they brought forward and while Microsoft had said they were done 2 years ago, there was kind of a thought they would keep doing this. I think they're done now based off of what I'm seeing here because it's just such a weird mix of games. I'm not sure what yeah, else would need to be brought forward. They did.
0: we're pretty sure 20 of these didn't need to be probably.
1: they did also on this uh 20th anniversary date uh stealth drop Halo infinite multiplayer which is going to be free to play for folks on pc and Xbox and it's still in beta but all your progress carries forward so it's not if, free on playstation yeah it is not <laughs> no, free on PlayStation. No, it's not i know, I know just... <laughs> but if you have a web browser on your playstation you subscribe to game pass you could probably stream it on there
2: but I want to. I don't
1: know. Well, interesting note, though. Remember, NVIDIA has their cloud streaming service that you can play games on. That oh. works through the browser on the Xbox now. And PlayStation does have a web browser, yeah. I will tell you that. So At least PlayStation 4 does. I don't know 5. So, in theory, it's possible because Microsoft is now allowing NVIDIA's cloud-based gaming to run through the Xbox game browser. Xbox web browser, rather. Which is kind of cool. So yeah, a bunch of backwards compatible games, 20th anniversary with a bunch of recollection and notes on things, which is kind of entertaining to me because I did get my uh, first Xbox on November 15th when it launched when I was 16 years, well, I guess 17 years old, because it was my 17th birthday, so it was a present from my parents on that day, was the Xbox Wait. the day it came out. What was the date? November 15th, tw- 2001, I think.
2: And only four years later did it come out with the 360. Yeah, six six months
0: later, I got out of the navy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd been in the navy for five and a half years when the Xbox launched. <laughs> I'm old.
1: <laughs> oh, this is one that Willie would probably wants to play. I'm going to mispronounce it. One Chambara bikini samurai squad.
0: Pretty sure he's I might
2: be I playing play
1: it right that. now. Sounds terrible because you want to have bikini samurai squads. I don't
0: know. Sounds like a very Willy game. Why? I don't care about that
1: shit. People are bummed, though, that the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction has not been made backwards compatible on the Xbox.
2: I have that one... on disc for the original Xbox. It is yeah, not backwards compatible. That's one people compatible. should Bullshit. be hollering
0: for, because yeah, I played that on my 360, and damn,
2: that was a good game. You know what? Controversial look? It's better than Spider-Man 2, the movie game.
1: It is controversial. I'll give you that. You I, 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 might,
2: I might give you that yes, one.
1: I have played uh, it. Ultimate I prefer Spider-Man 2, talking... but that's fine.
0: I mean, Spider Man 2, we're talking whole... about the one where he had to go catch the balloons, right?
1: Yes, it did have balloons in it. Deliver kid. pizzas? Fuck that
0: kid. Yeah, that kid was an asshole. Yeah,
1: a little
0: bit. Yeah, Ultimate Destruction was one of the few games that. I, I can't remember because we get platinum trophies on PlayStation. What do you get when you fully do uh, an Xbox game? You just get the, you just gamer get the full
1: point. gamer score. Okay, yeah, that was one of the only games where Thousand I got the for full. Most.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was one of the only games where I actually set and worked on every achievement and got them all done for that game. Because yeah. it was fun to do. Like the one where you have to take out an entire city block before you die, like that was not easy.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for Xbox, it's a thousand gamer score, and then any DLC adds to that total, optionally. So it could be when, say, DLC Pack 1 came out for Mass Effect 2, it added another like 600 gamers.
2: Oh, PlayStation does that. If any like DLC, they also have like separated um, trophy things. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't affect like the platinum trophy. Yeah, since, I did, since yeah, we I don't didn't have lose,
0: plat- yeah, I didn't lose my platinum when they added DLC to Amazing Spider-Man, right. which was awesome. Since
1: there's no platinum concept for Microsoft, they're not really binned out separately; it's just shown as oh, achievements right. under the game itself.
2: I kind of figured. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't complaining about it. So Though
1: I think funny now is, you, it's not
0: possible to get platinum undead by daylight anymore. Because I think they still have a challenge that says you have to teleport four times with the nurse and then hit somebody, and you can't do four teleports anymore. I think because of game changes.
2: I don't remember, but I do know um, what's funny is uh, it might be the same on Xbox. I don't know, but uh, Dead by Daylight has every DLC. You get like a little trophy, more trophies, and they have so many they can't put it all in one file. So they have a separate. They have Dead by Daylight trophies, one out of two, and two out of two. Yeah, it's and actually yeah, it's like soon. It, the it like
0: Yeah, it looks like separate games because they have so many separate
2: DLC categories. It's every time DLC. they have DLC, for every character pack they come out. Yeah.
1: But that is my news that I had for this week, Mister Bachman. Oh,
2: uh, we got some
0: small, small movie news, good and bad. Which actually, I want to bring up the one small one real quick, just because I mean, it's it was out in the zeitgeist. People heard about it, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts because it's the whole. Can we remove The artist from the art The actor from the film Mel Gibson is apparently In talks to direct Lethal Weapon 5 Out So I love The Lethal Weapon franchise Richard Donner is one of my favorite Directors I I don't know if I can Watch Lethal Weapon 5 if Sugar Tits Directs it (laughs) Like From what we've seen he's such an awful Person (laughs)
1: It's the same thing so, I said when they were bringing him in to be the main character in the continental prequel to the John Wick movies. I was like, nope, uh, out.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the difference there is, is like, that's, I mean, you're not going to get Keanu Reeves. It's not going to be, you know, John Wick. It's not going to be the same. This is literally a continuation of, you know, a series of films that, you know, I've loved for decades. Lots of people have loved for decades. I literally watched the weapon every Christmas. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies right next to Die Hard. And I love the Richard Donner films. But now Richard Donner's dead. And so they need another director. And apparently Mel Gibson is being given the green light to direct the fifth Lethal Weapon. And I don't know. Okay, so Chris is out. What's your thoughts on it, Willie?
2: I don't know. I, didn't, I don't really remember what the hell he said besides some shit during the Passion. Oh, of like th- he threatened to like kill his ex-wife
0: drunkenly on a phone call, like oh, on fair. tape. And An- then, yes, yeah, streamed to cops. Yeah. Screaming uh, okay, yeah, some uh, anti-Semitic rants at a cop because he got pulled over, and was yelling about Jews running Hollywood. And yeah, Jeez. it's yeah he he apparently while while drinking like apparently he can keep it undercover when he's when he's sober, but when drinking uh, apparently Mel Gibson has a real foul
2: mouth. <laughs> all right, so here's my question for all that. I mean, this is kind of a side thing to that. I don't understand what. Why? What does it matter if you're saying the Jews are running Hollywood? I'm quoting that. I'm not saying that because that sounds very (laughs) weird to say. I think
1: there was more to it than that. From what I but I mean, I don't understand
2: it. They're not trying. Like so, what? It's not. It's not like they're throwing around like their Jewish religion on it. So, what does it matter if they are Jewish and running it? it
0: it's just the standard anti-Semitic thing about that. Basically, the the Nazis went about It's like, oh, Jews are in charge, and that's why we're repressed, and that's why we can't get this or we can't do that.
1: Christianity is the leader of religions in the world, is it not?
0: It's, yeah, it's not.
1: Never mind. I can't say not, what I want to say because this isn't the appropriate venue. For no, if it. I'm
0: wrong, with that I mean, I'm, yeah, uh, there's oh, way oh, more. The there's majority. way more Muslims than Christians. Yeah. Oh, way more.
2: There's no know that. Yeah,
0: there's a large country called India. Where do you go? Know, dots, not
1: feathers? All right, so let me put it this way. And if you guys don't like it, feel free to send your hate mail. JS at gunnageek.com is where it all goes. Or, <laughs> uh, course, Christians lead most religions in thinking everyone's persecuting them because of their religious beliefs when the vast majority yeah. of people in today's world don't give a shit. What yeah. Oh, Chris,
2: such a hot take there. No, Yeah, they, I, they, I, yeah, they lead the world in being, I understand. I'm not saying it's a hot take. I'm just suppressed. saying
1: that's conversation that's not really this I show get what that, you
2: that's mean. all yeah, yeah i know i get it yeah
1: it's but yeah uh, so
0: that that was the the one kind of crappy news because it's like that brings in the whole argument of the art versus the artist like can you watch in a Kevin spacey movie now knowing that he's an awful purpose and person and possibly a un you know unarrested rapist like can you go back and watch seven oh. and still enjoy that movie like oh. there's i mean it's 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 a hell of a conversation, but wait wait wait, wait. I might news, be using something
2: here. Did, wait, did Mel Gibson rape someone? Is that what you're saying? No, I said Kevin Spacey. Okay, so I was, yeah. I was sure, Like, I mean, yeah, saying that. Talk about bad, two different. Talk about two different Mel awful people. Not a rapist, at least as far as I know. Uh, at least as that's, far as I guess, know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he said some things and was a weird guy, but I mean, just saying shit is that really enough? Well, I mean, that's enough for a whole lot of people. Don't ever to... want to work with him. I mean, I'm all right with yeah. Don't worry if you you don't like them. I'm not upset at it, but it's it's not really enough for me, I guess. But I mean, I'm not gonna go watch *Lethal Weapon*. I haven't seen any of them. I don't think, and it's not gonna make me go watch it or not watch it.
0: So here, 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 since we got *Pain and Gain*, right? We got *Pain and Gain* made, Chris. So I'm I'm gonna put this out there because I I stated I thought of this like ten years ago, and I'll be honest, to this day, it would still work. There are very few movies that need an actual reboot that should be started from the ground up, but right now. You get Chris Hemsworth as an Afghanistan war veteran who comes back to the U.S., starts doing MMA, gets real big in the UFC, and then ends up, like, blown out his knee. So he can't be a UFC fighter anymore. His dad was a cop, so he goes and becomes a cop. And then he gets partnered with a guy who's too old for this shit, Idris Elba. And you recast those two and do a new fucking version of Lethal Weapon. I'd watch the shit just out of it. redo the whole movie. How fucking awesome would that be? Like, they just update it from, you know, Vietnam and... You know, Danny Glover, yeah, but fucking Idris Elba, you know, growing the white back in his beard, having his, you know, his, his 60th birthday party, is about to go into forced retirement, and they partner him with this crazy fucking kid who's not quite all there because he was in the Afghanistan War, and then he was a mixed martial artist, and now he's just a badass cop. Like it would be fantastic. It's, I, it's yeah. one of the few franchises I would actually love to see redone with two younger actors. Well, they like did, it would be great.
1: They did just do a TV series of it that ended a couple years ago though too.
0: Which, yeah, and I, I never watched it, and then that ha- was also problematic, and still, it just never even looked good. But I don't know. It's one of the few shows I thought they could actually redo the movie and just update it, and it would work good. Like the whole Iron Man update to the Afghanistan war instead of it being you know him getting hit with a grenade in Vietnam. That update that uh, uh, fobs did was fucking perfect. But in good news, and speaking of Favs and the, the worlds he's helped create, over in the Star Wars legacy, we got new casting for Ahsoka. Uh, along the way, we've had Ahsoka Tano was in Clone Wars and then was in Rebels and then showed up in The Mandalorian, is now going to get her own show. So one of the characters created by the one and only Super Star Wars cowboy, uh, Dave Fellini, is you know just rocking through the series because everybody loves Ahsoka Tano. She's a great character. Then from Clone Wars and I believe appearances in Rebels... And then also showing up in Mandalorian, we got uh, Bo-Katan, who's also probably going to be in the Ahsoka Tano show. So we've gotten you know this continuation of characters, and a lot of them helped, you know partially or fully created by Dave Filoni. But we're finally going to get the first, as far as I know, surely Star Wars Rebels character that hasn't appeared anywhere else is going to appear live-action in the Ahsoka Tano series with the casting of Natasha Liu Bordizo to play Sabine Wren. So we're getting Sabine, the the artist Mandalorian, who's apparently part of one of the royal families, if I remember correctly. Because at one point I think in Rebels her mom has the dark saber, so like her family is part of the Mandalorian, like royal families and that battle over who's in charge.
1: Isn't Bo Katan her aunt?
0: Maybe, maybe that's like it. That. Yeah, I think she might actually be. Re- I need to rewatch Rebels. It's been a while, but yeah, I think she might be. Her and Bo Katan might be blood related. But yeah, we are getting uh, Ahsoka Tano, or uh, in the Ahsoka Tano series, we're getting Sabine Wren. Uh, people might know Natasha Leo Bordizo from The Society. I was actually looking at her IMDb because, I mean, she's and she's like 20. Like, she hasn't done a ton of stuff. What I know her from is she's actually Nova, the the girlfriend of Daniel Ratcliffe in the movie Guns Akimbo, where he wakes up and has the guns, like, strapped to his arms.
2: Yeah, I think I could have made that movie better. Oh, I think that movie's fantastic, but yeah. I mean, it was cool, but
0: I could have made it better. Really cool actress, but yeah, she was, what, she was born in 94.
2: So I guess so I know she's, she's older than 90. She's 27. 26, okay. So yeah, what's so like, this character you guys keep bringing up? Uh, Bo Staff Katana. Do You, you is, watched The
1: Mandalorian,
2: right? I just wanted to say that joke, that's oh, okay. all. It's Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> Bo Staff Katana. Bo Staff Katana. But yeah, so Be we're close. getting uh, we're getting
0: Sabine Wren... Which, yeah, I mean, it's just awesome that we're getting actual Rebels characters. Because then, I mean, what we could really hope for now is as Debbie Filoni keeps slowly slipping his Star Wars Clone Wars and Rebels characters into live action series and movies. Is that eventually we're going to get the entire Rebels cast in live action in the Star Wars universe. And then that gives us Ezra Bridger, who might be the coolest new punk ass kid Jedi and damn it, at some point he needs to meet Mark Hamill. Ezra Bridger needs to meet Luke Skywalker before Luke dies. Like they gotta they gotta slide something in there, like between episodes six and seven or something.
1: They did seem to indicate that Thrawn is in play and Ezra's in play when it yeah. comes to the upcoming Ahsoka series. So don't be shocked if we start getting casting news here in the next few weeks for Ezra and Thrawn unless they're trying to keep it a surprise that they're going to appear in there but even the Mandalorian kind of hints at the fact that it might be Thrawn behind the scenes that's pulling the tr- pulling uh, the strings.
0: Yeah, which would be kind of cool. And uh, speaking of which I don't know, are you guys uh, fans of iZombie?
1: No, I haven't seen it.
0: iZombie yeah. was fantastic. It was a really good show and also based on a comic book. I'm trying to find where's the cast from Midnight Mast. Uh, yeah, here's. So uh, Rahul Cooley He's
2: on the uh, YouTube channel,
0: Funhouse, a a lot. Okay, yeah, he was on. Uh, he was just in. He was the Muslim sheriff in the new Midnight Mass limited series over on Netflix, so some people saw him there. He was uh, Ravi, uh, Ravi Chakrabarti, on iZombie, who was the partner in the morgue with Liv, the main character on iZombie, for what like seven seasons. He was amazingly good in that show. In in the world where like. Little things happen, a little artist take takes, and people put stuff out there, and then sometimes it happens. Boss Logic did a poster of Rahu Coley, done up as an adult Ezra Bridger holding a lightsaber, and it's perfect. If you look at Ezra Bridger in the Rebels cartoons, the CGI whatever it be, cartoons, and you think of him as an adult, like Rahul Coley would be the perfect casting. And it'd be one of those things where again, where boss logic has he's nailed like certain poster ideas he's put out, have like literally been what the next movie in a series is has it's happened. Just because the guy's really smart and he's a great artist. But yeah, go check out his image for you know an adult Ezra Bridger. And yeah, it's it's one of those things is like I just I hope we get it. I hope we get it. Because well, yeah, if Ezra and Thrawn come back They can do some cool shit with those characters.
1: We've also had, uh, and I'm probably going to mispronounce his name, so I apologize in advance. uh, Mina Moussad, who was Aladdin in the Aladdin live action, has also thrown Uh, his name in the ring before as being interested in doing the live action Ezra Bridger role.
2: I liked him. That movie was good. Yeah. I still haven't seen the the new Aladdin. Yeah, would have made it a little bit better if they just tuned up the Bollywoodness of it a little bit. It would have made it better. They went a little bit. They just need to push it a little bit more. Yeah. So he's, throwing his,
1: he's thrown his name out there for that role before. And I think he'd be pretty damn good in it as well. Regardless the way they've been handling their casting of things lately. I'm not really concerned. Even if it ends up being a name, I'm like, who the hell is that? Yeah. Cause they've been pretty smart about bringing people in that are the best for the role. Not necessarily the best name for the role. If that makes sense. Oh, well, Chris, True. that's
2: what I've been saying this whole time. Who the fuck you guys talk about? Who the fuck is Mel Gibson.
1: you should watch the south park episode that gets all into it
0: he's an old kangaroo that likes to you know hang around and steal cars at the end of the world
1: Oh, speaking of did you see we're getting the first of the south park specials on paramount plus now on Uh thanksgiving day it is the, the uh specials are showing up the post covid special oh no they dropped a trailer for it and evidently it is uh the boys are all grown up Guess what? What? I'm not going to be
2: watching because I'm not going to watch fucking Paramount+. Plus.
1: That's fair. And Randy Marsh is now in the nursing home like his father was. They dropped like a 30-second trailer. And I was like, okay, looks interesting. I still have Paramount Plus for now, so I'll check it out. I'll let you guys know if it's any good.
2: Yeah, so the South Park kids just grew up in real time for right now. Right. Effectively. (laughs) I mean,
1: that show, I was in like 8th, 7th or 8th grade when it first started. So... It's been You're a while. Not wrong. It's been a while. And I remember how divisive it was when I was a kid, like seventh or eighth grade and other parents were like you oh, get yeah. to watch South Park. I'm like, yeah, why not?
2: Yeah. I watched Married with Children, which was, I think a little bit worse. I never got into Married with Children, but <laughs> Oh, see, I I was there
0: premiere night. I remember <laughs> when Married with Children premiered on Fox and that you, you were about divisive. That was a show that, like, Americans were mad about that show. Like, there were yeah, news stories that. all the time about how awful the portrayal of the nuclear family was becoming with the Bundys. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with this family? Because, I mean, this is an America where, like, the last big family they'd seen on television that was, you know, a constant ratings buster
2: was the Cosbys, which everybody thought was a great show. And you, you want to hear what's something funny about Mary Children? The way they treated gay people were actually positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah you had it was... the uh, Al Bundy saying, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! You don't have to deal with a wife. Your dude cooks for you and good <laughs> food, and he does this and this. I, I, I might have done the wrong thing."
0: That was yeah. The Married with Children was a fantastic show, and it reflected. It was a really good reflection of society at the time. It was really cool.
2: Hey, you're looking at a proud member of No Ma'am. No Ma'am. That was an acronym for all you people who don't remember uh, Married with Children, never watched it, which is understandable.
1: I remember it. I remember there were even comics at one point in time for Married with Children are on the spinner shelves yeah. and stuff like that. Some of the behind-the-scenes
2: yeah. stuff is actually interesting, too.
1: Well, and,
0: I mean, that's that's where we
2: got Christina Applegate.
1: Sure. I think that wraps up the Disney news and the cast news. Mr. Mm-hmm. Willie D. Nelson, you got anything you wanted to share with us?
2: Uh, Pain. I got pain. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Willie, what's your prediction?
2: On what? Pain. you uh, just missed a Rocky Three reference. Yeah, you,
1: you could have dropped a Rocky Three. Oh, I don't. I,
2: Pain. I think Rocky. I think it, uh, the the Rocky movies I've seen the most to least would be Rocky Four for most.
1: Rocky, Rocky Four for most. Rocky.
2: He hates two. Russians.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Rocky five and Rocky three, actually Rocky five and Rocky three, probably the same at probably one or two each.
0: Really, I to watch Rocky three, probably ten times.
2: What about? It's got yeah. Hulk Hogan Listen, and a, Mr. T in it. Come on. Yeah, I know. I never. Really, yeah, Club of Lang. <laughs> probably actually, probably, maybe Rocky three is above Rocky five, but Club of Lang and Thunder Lips. Oh yeah, we also do. I mean, we're <laughs> we including creeds, or we including don't forget yeah, it, Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Balboa. Yeah. Rocky Everyone Balboa. wants to forget Rocky Balboa. Are you talking Hell about no, that wasn't that a movie. bad movie
1: at all. It was better than Rocky Five. Rocky Five. Is yeah, just, I trash. mean, you're not wrong.
2: You're yeah. not wrong. But I watched it once and I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." I watched both Creed movies. Yeah, they were the, good. I watched the scene, them once. The but scenes was, with Stallone
0: and uh, Milo Ventimiglia are worth watching Rocky Balboa for the scenes with his kid, him but playing listen. Rocky Junior. Milo is great.
2: Oh yeah, I'll give you that. But I mean, come on, Rocky Four. Uncle Paulie was fucking that robot. We know it. <laughs> We know it's fucking that robot. Why would you not want to watch it multiple times? Yeah, oh, Rocky, Rocky paid extra.
0: Rocky paid extra for those features.
1: Didn't didn't Stallone just put out a recut edition of Rocky IV like minimizes the robot and has like more of the fight scenes in it or something like that?
2: If he didn't take wait what the ro- the robot had a fight scene?
1: No, no, minimizes the robots and has oh. more fight scenes in it. I would like yeah, to
2: see I him box that I, fucking robot had yeah, a were... ring. <laughs>
0: I think they talked about it on uh, Fat Man Beyond about Stallone doing a re-release of Rocky Four, like a like a director's cut.
2: I mean, I'd be all right with that. I mean, yeah, that robot is fucking ridiculous. I mean, can't lie about that. And, and but I mean, Rocky, that's got to be the yeah, Rocky's got to be the next topic. It's just because Rocky Four was always on at some point in time, it was always on TV.
1: More it won, it so than get, any other one, because it was it the did get cheapest played a lot. one for
2: them to get. Exactly. That's why it's the most seen from me. That's not my fault.
1: It's- I'm I'm it's understanding crisis. your logic there. I was making a mistaken assumption that you were actively like putting the DVD in and watching Rocky Four.
2: Like like Superman Four is probably the one I've seen the most because it was always fucking on.
1: That's fair. I am tracking what you are saying now.
2: I mean, is it the best one? No, but at least it had a super villain like Superman 2 that's fair mm-hmm. And super villain, I mean, with superpowers. Yeah, That's Drago I mean by that. Drago was amped up. That boy was oh, headed so to I was steroids. Superman, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> super steroids. Indeed. Just like the Russian Olympic team.
1: That's why they weren't allowed to compete in the last Olympics.
2: That's why it's a zinger. I'm glad you're here uh, to explain
1: it for us, Willie. And
2: give Thank you a you. rim shot. Thank but you. It's not a rim job.
1: You know that conversation we've had about low-hanging fruit?
2: you take it all the time I don't want to hear shit about it from you we we tend
0: to rest that low hanging fruit right on Willie's chin and he just gobbles it up
2: you do it more so than Chris I don't want to hear shit from you either come on I just turned the low hanging fruit into
0: another sex joke
2: Come on. to be fair number one (laughs) low hanging fruit number two low hanging fruit and number three low hanging fruit I don't want to hear shit
1: am I wrong Chris you guys kind of vibe back and forth for the number one. You ain't right.
2: <laughs> you ain't right, Willie. We know that. You ain't right I'm sorry.
1: Chris, you
2: know uh, you have on it on air him saying <laughs> Willie is
1: right. Yeah, but I don't think I saved that clip, thankfully. It doesn't matter if you saved or not. It's never been uh, recorded. It is
2: saved. It's on an episode. There's, you might not have the clip saved. There's no but proof. it's on there. It's on never it's never happened. It's,
1: it's never, never happened. happened. Never. And we didn't nope. feel terrible about it when it happened either never happened (laughs) it never happened
2: but it did happen but it
1: never happened it never never happened willie i think you're just stupid thanks naki thank you naki (laughs) (laughs) see even naki agrees with us and she hasn't been on the show in like four years listen ghost of naki i don't need to hear it from you the ghost of willie jokes past there you go i'm not
2: gonna take it there you're welcome for that that's probably good Although That's I do wish I you're welcome,
1: I do really wish we could have an updated new Tim Tom story, but I'm pretty sure that kid's in juvie hall by now.
0: Oh, for sure, he might have been charged as an adult by now. Yeah,
1: that kid's <laughs> certainly in juvenile hall. I was shit. going
2: to do a topical <laughs> joke, tell him what he grew up to be, but that by Oh no! Him, right. no. Yeah, you yeah. can infer what it is. No, hold on, hold no. on. <laughs>
1: Oh Nilly. Hey, guess what? It's time to wrap up the show with a little segment called What I'm Into. It's when we tell you guys the geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into so that we can quickly bury a joke that Willie made that we shouldn't have made. I didn't make it. He, he went I as close to making the joke as not he could. It. <laughs> so, like I said, this is when we share with you guys the geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into, because you might want to go check them out yourselves. And I will kick things off. Because I desperately don't want Willie to talk anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been playing, uh, I think it's Pokemon Shining Pearl is the one I have. It's the red one. The red one. I've been playing that. I got Chimchar as my starter Pokemon. I'm almost to the first gym. I haven't played that one before. It's the first of the Pokemon in the Sanoa region, so everything's a little different. So it's fine. I don't know how faithful or unfaithful it is to the original source material i assume it's close enough but it's a pokemon game if you like pokemon games it's exactly what you expect
2: yeah can i talk about because i've heard i went to, to talk about this earlier go for it i completely forgot about it i have not played it i'm probably not going to play it because i'm done with pokemon yeah i've heard great things about it and i heard this is what pokemon needs to start being instead of what they went with sword and shield is why i heard and uh and and after hearing all that guess who didn't make this game game freak am i oh, right yeah
1: there? yeah cuz it's a remake i don't think they made the last remake either mm.
2: oh fair enough good Yeah, because we need to take it away from Game Freak. They're not doing a good job with what they're doing. Is
1: Game Freak making the what is it? The Legends Arceus one? Are they doing that one?
2: No fucking idea. Could not tell you. Like I said, I'm not playing Pokemon anymore. It's That, uh, Sword and Shield just said, this. That I just can't anymore. I mean, that's
1: fair, I get it. Th- this is just like the old Game Boy games you've played before, because basically they took a DS game and updated it to pl- to run on the Switch. So it's the typical grind you're used to. It's very formulaic. Now, whether you liked Sword or Shield or not, at least they tried to add something a little different to Pokemon, which I was kind of okay with, but it was just was... What,
2: what are you referring to?
1: Their open world and things like the that. Wild lands. Like, like, lands. Yeah, okay. The Wildlands. Yeah, the Wildlands. Just making sure I didn't
2: couple things but I wasn't sure I kind of figured but i want to make sure yeah.
1: the wildlands there I, it, it, it was fine this is fun too it's just oh you mean the nintendo 64 trees in the wildlands is that what you mean sure we'll go with that so the the new Pokemon or i guess the old Pokemon that's been remade it's fine it's the same traditional formula you're used to just enjoy it if you enjoy those kind of games pick it up and play it if you don't don't pick it up and play it you know exactly what you're getting though I'll just put it that way uh, I also picked up Guardians of the Galaxy. I was uh, have not played it yet because it arrived yesterday in the mail. I put it in my Xbox to install, and it was installing and downloading the updates. The problem I really ran into there, as I talked about it before, the uh, Xbox app right now, you can look up games and you can pre-download them if you've purchased a disc copy of them or something like that. For some reason, I could not find the right search terms to use in their marketplace on the xbox app to find guardians of the galaxy to pre-download the game so i had to wait which until is I weird the disc. yeah it was strange. okay
2: i'm interested in this what what it so it pre-downloads the
1: whole game yeah so say theoretically you were going to buy uh we'll say halo infinite and you were buying the disc because you didn't have game Pass or something like that you can look up halo infinite once they put it up on the marketplace and you can hit the pre-download button it'll basically tell you hey if you don't actually own this game, you're not able to play it. But as soon as but it would download all that so theoretically day 1 you could slide the disc in and it would say okay, here's the valid license and it just starts playing the game without having to install from that point. So it's pre-installation for lack of a better term of physical games. And you can also do it for digital games too, but that's already built into digital games. Yeah, PlayStation
0: does the same thing on certain games, but I think it's mostly only for digital downloads. And yeah, it downloads like 98% of the game. Yeah. So it's everything you need except for the actual like start menu. Oh,
2: as far as I know, with like uh, the, when you pre-download games, like you're like talking about a pre-release, is that what you're talking about, Bachman? Yeah, Re-releases. I mean, that's how PlayStation pre-release. does most
0: of them, is just pre-releases.
1: I thought so it it'll do the download the night it, before. But you
2: just have that it's set on a timer where you can't start it until midnight. That's or effectively
1: yeah. how the Xbox stuff works yeah. too for digital uh, purchases. And then people change their time zone to New Zealand. To be able to play early,
2: yeah, to get it first. I'm not gonna lie, Chris. I both hate very much and like that whole idea.
1: Why do you hate it? I'm confused.
2: Because you because ha- you have to download the entire game, and it's just the disc is saying you can play this. I I hate it because no. it's taking up all that space on your hard drive when you have the disc.
1: But remember how games work nowadays? Is all the disc does is it spins up and installs stuff off the disk to your hard drive. That's all the disks do. I haven't put a
2: disk in my PlayStation in a long time, so so that's why I probably... disk-based games
1: for the last two generations are basically you stick the disk in so it can download some assets off of it, and generally there's already a patch that's out, so it only downloads, like, say, four gigs of stuff off the disk and then pulls the rest from the Internet. So So there's no
2: point to the disk. So why do we still have them? Because it's a license. Yeah, the now for a lot of games
1: just useless. Because because people people
0: want to go buy the physical disc. Because people people like having the boxes.
1: When Microsoft tried to do that with the Xbox One, remember? When they went to this whole thought of you just buy it digitally and then you have a digital license to it that you can move back and forth between your friends and family and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And then people pitched a fit because they wanted to be able to take their discs and go to GameStop and sell them for three dollars on the three dollars or stuff like that.
2: Well, I mean, it's takeaway options. That's why the people that's got fair. angry. It's like, I would like more options. Like, that's fair. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's the only reason why I said I both liked and hated it at the same time. Yeah, since the I day
0: mean, one DLC so... thing started, the discs have basically become a license. I mean, I would love to not have to put a disc in my PlayStation to play No Man's Sky, but because No Man's Sky has never been less than $60 on the PlayStation Network, and I was able to go get a brand new copy of the game at GameStop For 20 bucks on sale, I got to put that disc in to play that game. Now, that game has had probably fucking 120 gig worth of downloads since it's been updated and updated and updated and updated. So the, what, maybe 5 gig of data that's on the disc is just basically telling my PlayStation I'm allowed to play that game.
2: The majority of that game is the digital file that's in my hard drive. It just seems so ass backwards to do it like that. Like it's just redundant. Yeah. Well, but I mean, welcome to the nature of how it is at the same time. Welcome to gaming in the 2020s.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to gaming in the 2020s. It's ass backwards.
1: I thought it was pretty great that Microsoft put that feature out there as someone who still buys physical games because it meant I could start playing immediately. Basically.
2: Oh, I got you. Like I said, I both like that. And hey, I, I give you, it's a give and take.
1: Other things i been getting into, uh watched Shang-Chi last weekend. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was a lot of fun. I want to see where they go next, and I'm curious about some of the stuff that happened in the post-credits scene to see how that shakes out going forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, instantly Jana like, put it at her number one. She said it's she likes it better than Guardians of the Galaxy, which was her number one before. So how much do you like Shang-Chi? Like, Do you think it's in your top 10?
1: Probably in the top 10 or just outside it if it's not. Okay.
0: Yeah, see, I, I think it goes in my top ten. The the fight choreography alone, like it's it's up there with Captain America Winter Soldier for the fight sequences. The like, bus
1: fight scene's fantastic.
0: Yeah. The bus so fight scene is amazing. One, though.
1: I didn't say oh, it I'm was not, number one.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it's my number one movie, but it's in my top ten. Like I'll Saint Chi shot head. up the fucking charts because it is it's extremely well made. They put some real heart into the storyline. They did a uh, fantastic job re- redoing the origin And the life story of the Mandarin to deal with kind of the old racial, really shitty stuff that Marvel Timely Comics did back in the day when they created the character. And like the joke that he's like, they named the character after an orange dish. Like they made the shit funny, making, you know, what was basically like, you know, what they call it back in the day, the yellow terror when like supervillains were just Asian. It's like, oh, that's what's so scary about them is they're Asian. Like, I mean, it was fucking bad back in the day. So, like, the fact that they were able to address a lot of that and then move past it while making it a cool story for the Mandarin himself, like, they did a really good job addressing a whole lot of awful, you know, historical racism with a really cool character. And then the guy that played him was fucking great. Sun Chi's dad was awesome. And then, of course, yeah, you got Michelle Yao in a martial arts
1: film. You can't go wrong with that. The most important thing is we got Trevor back.
0: Yes, and we got Trevor back. We got Aquafina, <laughs> who I I really thought when I saw the ads, I'm like, oh my god, they gave him a stupid sidekick to do comedy. I'm like, why the hell? And then you see the movie, you're like, wait, no. Simu Liu and Aquafina have amazing on-screen chemistry. Their characters play each o- play off of each other so well. And yes, she has the majority of the jokes. But the shit is funny because of the interaction between the two of them. It's basically Laurel and Hardy and Simu Lu is the straight man. When he goes walking into that cage in just his pants and she's
2: like, where's your shirt?
0: <laughs> I'm not like, going to lie. The comedy that they set up between the two characters was extremely well written. It was fantastic. I love that movie.
2: I'm not going to lie. What I watched uh, uh, what was that? Uh, um, Jumanji Back to the Jump. Jo- whatever the se- sequel was. subject. Jumanji. Tumanji. Oh, I like that. Tumanji. Yeah. yeah. Tumaji. I'm not going to lie. I thought it's, Aquafina it's right was Miley Cyrus for a bit when she first popped <laughs> in there because she looked like Miley Cyrus with her hair pulled back as it was. She looked yeah, looked like Miley Cyrus.
0: Yeah, she's fantastic and I, hell, I I haven't seen Oceans 8 yet, which I think she's in that too, but everything I've seen Aquafina in, she's fantastic. Like that girl can act her ass off. I actually I'd actually want to watch Nora from Queens, the show that she her own uh her sitcom i haven't seen that yet and like it's on the list because yeah she's so fucking funny
2: i also like the name it's fun to say aqua that's fair
0: she is she's a cool drink of water
1: (laughs) no that's you you're creepy that's true we do have a drop for that uh also other stuff i've been getting into though before i finish up uh playing the the old republic not remake but the re-release that came out on the Switch. It's exactly like what I remember playing back in the day. It's a ton of fun, but I forgot how slow that game starts out. You got a lot of stuff to do before you get Never played it. I'm waiting
2: for the remake.
1: That's fair. It does have one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time in it, though, and Darth Revan.
0: Darth Revan is the shit. It was one of my favorite pieces of art I got to do when I did my Star Wars sketchbook Kickstarter and people ordered custom covers. Mm -hmm. I had a uh, one lady from, like, alabama or something that ordered it and i don't remember where she is She's somewhere down south but she asked for a darth revan with a female under the mask and so i got to do an image of basically darth revan taking their mask off and made it a female underneath with like some like cybernetic coating like it was one of the funnest things i ever got to draw because that was one of the awesome things in that game is that as darth revan you could be any sex race color anything because it's just a mask
1: and a pretty it's like awesome it was, mask
0: yeah, and, and an awesome ass. Yeah, the character design is fantastic, but the fact that it's it's like the whole Spider-Man thing, when like they've made the jokes in the comics multiple times, it's like, how, how do you know I'm not black? It's like, you don't know what Spider-Man looks like. He's wearing a head-to-toe outfit. Darth Revan can be anybody, and when you're playing the character, you feel like you are the character because there is no reference to what Darth Revan looks like. Darth Revan oh. could be a man, a woman, an alien. It could be a fucking Ewok. You don't know.
2: Well, you see the Spider-Man beside Chris is the uh, female Spider-Man because it has no dick. Because <laughs> it has no dick.
1: I mean, it's made of styrofoam.
2: Go, go, pat it. Is there a dick there? I'm not going to go
1: pat the Spider-Man <laughs> in the crotch. It's gonna, it's giving you consent. No, it's not. Why? Why you, you tell them wanted...
0: to go? T- why are you tell him to go touch a crotch? You weirdo. You just want to try and get an a...
1: animated GIF he... out of me doing that. I already know. You think I'm, you think I'm competent enough to make an animated GIF? Oh, you know, no,
2: Suncast. I, but I think you would, yeah, you would haul <laughs> for Suncast I don't, I don't know it. how to make one is my point. Yeah, yeah but you, you would just Suncast holler for Suncast to do it.
1: it. Big like, <laughs> Suncast, the camera, go here. You
2: can't see, you grab his bulge or non-bulge.
1: Why are we talking about grabbing a bulge on a styrofoam Spider-Man? Because you're talking to Willy.
2: <sighs> Ducks, buttholes. My there you go. Life. It's cluck. Cluck your life.
1: <laughs> okay that was pretty good that was pretty good uh what else i've been getting into shit i can't think of anything else that really jumps to the top of the list I'm, I'm too distracted now uh bachman how about you what you been into oh uh,
0: let's see here uh so the last two weeks i've listened to all three seasons of the Shudder podcast the history of horror by eli roth which is fucking awesome uh it's three seasons of the podcast they've done um like, it's got interviews with everybody from Quentin Tarantino, uh, two interviews, I think, with Edgar Wright. The very first episode is Stephen King. It's literally Eli Ross sitting down and talking horror with the history of horror with Stephen King, which is an amazing interview. Um, yeah, Tippi Hedren. Uh, uh, I think both directors of the It movies, the the brother and sister, I think both do episodes. Just uh, Tony Todd, there's an episode with him, just awesome, awesome interviews. Um, Also, because of that, it's been a deep dive into like old school horror and finding out like movies that I've never heard of, movies that I maybe remember like seeing box art for when I was a kid, but never got around to watching. And so I went and sadly, because I've listened to three seasons of the show. I did a big order on Amazon the other day, and I've got movies that have started coming in, including, like, 1970-something Donald Sutherland psych- psychic thriller called Don't Look Now, which I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, it's, yeah, Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie. Uh, apparently, or Donald Sutherland's a psychic and his daughter dies, and some weird shit ensues. But, yeah, just looking forward to some watching some really good horror films. I started re-watching. Um, uh, they had uh Flanagan. Mike, wait, Mike Flanagan, the director of Dr. Sleep on one of the episodes. And they were talking to him about the director's cut of Dr. Sleep, which I hadn't seen, which is actually longer, which Dr. Sleep was a long ass movie. But they did a a director's cut, which you can get on Amazon Prime, which I've watched about 75 percent of that. Dr. Sleep was already an amazing film, like the fact that he had to, like, bridge the world between you know, a Stephen King sequel to a Stephen King book where the original movie was basically a movie that Stephen King has, you know, publicly declared he pretty much hated. Like, he did not like how Stanley Kubrick changed the characters. He did not like that basically Jack Torrance was irredeemable. He starts him, like, Stanley Kubrick basically starts Jack Torrance off as insane. Like, he's crazy from day one, where in the book, like, he slowly goes crazy in the Overlook. And so the fact that Mike Flanagan, you know, had to kind of bridge the gap between those two worlds, and, you know, do a film that, like, as he said, as a Stephen King fan, like, and as far as we know, Stanley Kubrick wanted to make a movie. He was not a Stephen King fan wanting to make a Stephen King movie. Mike Flanagan is a Stephen King fan who grew up with Stephen King horror and loved it and wanted to make a movie that would make, you know, him happy as a director, but also make Stephen King happy. And so he said, like, in the interview, like, he literally went and talked to Stephen King about the ideas he had for the movie to try to bridge the gap between the two worlds so that it would work for telling the story that's in the book, but also making it fit with the original film because that film does exist. That's what the majority of Americans have seen. And so, and I mean, Dr. Sleep is a fantastic movie. And if anything, the, 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 director's cut is just more good stuff. So it's just, you know, it's more putting on your plate when you're ready for dessert. It's fucking fantastic. So yeah, if you've got the time to sit down and watch it, it's really good. But yeah, i Just doing a deep dive into some horror films. Um, I put together, uh, yesterday was supposed to be empty a bunch of boxes, but a coffee table showed up in the mail that we ordered for the living room, so I put that together in the morning. How'd that fit in the mailbox? It didn't fit in the mailbox, but it's awesome. We actually have a, uh, where our post, where our uh, porch is, we actually have a big post, and most of our mail, when it gets dropped off, they just lean it against that, the basically a column out front in front of our front door which is nice because from the street then you can't usually see most packages which is really nice because we basically have a little hidey spot on our porch for us for amazon and fedex and usps and everybody else to drop stuff off because between me and Jana, that's very few days have gone by since we moved into the house which something hasn't been delivered we got new you know curtains and curtain rods and i got a Robovac which i still got to set up just ordered all sorts of shit for the house and as you can see like you know, it's going slowly behind me. Not much has changed, I think, behind me for the last week. But off camera, there's a whole big mess of books. I emptied like three boxes of books yesterday. But yeah, I was supposed to be doing a bunch of boxes yesterday and said ended up uh, putting together our new coffee table. So we now have a coffee table and a side table, which has been my last two weekends has been putting together some type of furniture. But yeah, putting putting together stuff for the house and then, uh, uh, what was it? I've finished watching. Yeah, I got to all the all of the seasons of What We Do in the Shadows, which, yeah, all, upon rewatching, fucking absolutely loved that show. It is so good. It was so funny. And then I remembered another show that I had never finished watching, which was my Saturday morning cartoon where I was watching Ultimate Spider-Man. So I finally finished season three of that, and I'm up to, uh, I think, two episodes into season four, which is the last season on uh, Disney+. Plus. So I'm finally finishing off Ultimate Spider-Man. And then yeah, last night uh, we went out and had date night, and we went and saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, which That's is,
1: out. Yep.
0: Yes, it All came out Friday. Out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. According to um, what is this here on Deadline, uh, it's looking at a forty-four million dollar opening weekend. Like yeah, it's it's not doing too bad for you know a trilogy horror film, and yeah, if, whether or not you like the female version of Ghostbusters, I'll just tell you that this is the sequel that. The first two Ghostbusters movies deserved. It was all right. Jason fight. Jason Reitman nails like the heart and the tone of his father's first two films.
2: Believe that.
0: And me. it it you go into this movie and it gives you everything you expect. Like it's it perfectly nails all the nostalgia. Uh, you know, it does a whole lot of callbacks to the original two films, mainly the original film. This this movie is basically like sixty percent callback to the first movie, but it's done super well. Uh, The actress that plays uh, Phoebe, who is uh, Egon Spangler's granddaughter. So it's basically as if Egon was a little girl who's all nerdy and weird and kind of awkward or, as we would call it now, autistic. Like, she doesn't really fit into social circles. She doesn't have, like, emotional reactions the way other people have. And even in the movies, like, something gets said and they're like, how are you not reacting to that? She's like, I don't react to emotional things the way other people do. But on the inside, I'm vomiting. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's. Like the, the actress is just hilarious. She ends up carrying the whole movie like and she carries the comedy right alongside Paul Rudd, which is fantastic. Because I think she's like, you know, 16, 17, 18, like she's a really young actress. And there's a couple scenes where she's going toe to toe and just nailing some comedy lines with Paul Rudd. And it's awesome. And then, yeah, the special effects are just fantastic. The whole storyline, when you figure out what's going on and what's going to happen, is really good about shocked by anything is that Finn Wolfhard isn't quite in the movie as much as I thought he would be being oh, that, you know, man. he is kind of, you know, like the big, big name kid actor coming off of stranger things and the, uh, the two it movies, but he, you know, does a solid job. His role is, you know, fits him really well. He does a really good job with it. But yeah. It's just, it's a super fun movie. And of course, like there's, you know, a huge shout out to Harold Ramis in it, which is all you really need. Cause I mean, you've got, you know, the first two ghostbuster films, that if I remember correctly, he helped Dan Aykroyd write them, and like the fact that you know Egon's gone, and so that was part of what stopped them making a Ghostbusters sequel for a lot of these decades. Besides the fact that I believe it's been known that like uh, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd don't really get along together, but yeah, there's a a huge it's a huge love letter basically to Harold Ramis, and just for that alone, it's worth seeing. And I would say it's worth seeing in the theater. We went and saw it; and the, the theater was pretty packed, and it's a it's a damn good big screen movie. So it's I, it's Ghostbusters, man. It's straight up Ghostbusters, just like you wanted. And yeah, so that's that's what I've been getting into. I would I would highly recommend anybody if you got a chance go see it in the movies, in the theaters. If you if you got to wait two weeks for your theaters to clear out a little bit, it'll still be worth it. Catch it at the dollar theater, whatever. See it on the big screen. It's it's worth seeing on the big screen. It's a fantastic.
1: That's true. I, I can't wait to go see this one. I've been waiting for it for a while. Just not sure, Mister Nelson. Well. Why don't you wrap well, things up for us?
2: Well, I guess you could wait like I did to go see Eternals and be only one of three people in the theater. <laughs> I do like a private showing. It's hey, kind of nice hey. when you see a movie late. and You basically get a private showing. Yeah, that, that was nice. I mean, I was yeah. Eternals. I already said about that. It. Why was there a sex scene in there where that Rob Stark was inside somebody? <laughs> there was penetration on screen. <laughs> Implied penetration, but they were, yeah, yeah, that, that's weird in a Marvel movie. Am I wrong in that? No. Like, I know people were complaining because about the, yeah, uh, what, what's the technology guy's name again?
0: Uh, Facetus.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who cares about, you know, his gay relationship when well, you have the fucking penetration scene? Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Why are you guys focusing on the gay relationship when you got the fucking penetration scene? God, get your priorities straight. But yeah, um, uh, I also watched all of season two of Lock and Key. Besides that one episode where all the dialogue felt really extremely forced. It was a pretty good show. And also the one plot hole thing that was like, why did this happen? Oh, just go with it. Which is I'm assuming is just the answer because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Uh, pain. Uh, what's it been getting into this week? Finally got to play uh, Mario Party Superstar with my friends because uh, they finally got it. And that's been fun. Online actually works. But uh, I think you can use the Nintendo app for voice chat. We just... Use our phones, you know, with the calling feature to actually talk instead of using the Nintendo app to talk to each other. <laughs> We're just sitting there on a three way call. Now, why would you have to do that? Nintendo does not like voice chat for their first party games because Nintendo don't. You're not wrong, but also Sega don't either anymore because <laughs> they don't <laughs> got any systems out.
0: Also, that's just fine making games.
2: Yeah, but I mean are they really the losers in this? I know they're still having good times. Sega's still profiting, so who cares? Just because they're not making the systems. That's true. I mean they made a lot of bad systems. Look at the thirty two X. Look at the Sega C D. Look at the Saturn. Yeah. All fantastic gaming machines. I mean, you're not wrong. Just they didn't succeed. Yeah, well. At least they tried. Cares is really what really matters. Uh, watch anything Eternals that. Oh, watch Dune like I mentioned before, which is weird because I still don't understand the plot. Uh, for Dune, <laughs> is that really all? He, like he's like supposed to be is like he can use his voice to command people to do things. Is that it? Is that all? Guys, well, it, it
0: it it ends up becoming something more. Okay, in that, what you'll enough. see in the second movie.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because that's just like. That's it? He can command people to do things? Okay. Well, do we, we really you watch- have to include that those people are going to rape his mother? We didn't need that. You could have took that say, out.
0: Did you, did you see the first season of Jessica Jones? Someone that can command people to do things? It can be pretty fucking crazy.
2: Okay, I'll give you that, but I mean on the grand scale that Dune is being. Like, yeah, like it, the it, grand scale.
0: When Because you haven't read the book or seen the, yeah. uh, the Fincher movie, yeah, it's it's... Or the Lynch movie. Yeah. It's um you'll you'll find out in the second film. Yeah, the Lynch why movie. why his uh why his ability to do that is so important.
2: Since you said Fincher, uh, it reminds me of Finch. And You know what a Finch is? It's a bird. You know what else is a bird? No a duck. And we're going back to duck buttholes and how watertight <laughs> they are. Yeah, almost stopped him. Almost. This guy is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I'll just end it there. Shut your face Ooh. hole. I, I said that to myself already. You can't say it to me after I already said it to myself. Go ahead and push another button. Willie's creepy and you know it. Because I saw you were reaching for like it. That was the duck- joke, you
1: dumbass. Button.
2: Better. I thought you were going to push uh. another button. How many are you going to push there, Mr. Radiant uh, Morning you, Radio Show how, DJ? Are you mean, going
1: back to it? How many do you want me to push? None. Okay, then I'll push. I gotta push one more button to close the show. You're pushing all my buttons. It's my job, <laughs> Willie. It's my job at William D. Nelson.
2: You don't get paid for it. It's not a job. I get it's paid. your hobby. I get paid.
1: It's your hobby. And love and adoration from. Yeah, I don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> love and adoration from who? From two or
0: three occasional listeners.
1: Yay! I'm oh, sorry, Yay! I Yay! Look... Them. On that note, though, we are going to shut things down. A friendly reminder, we do stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central over at www.geeks.live. While you're there, scroll down to the bottom of the page. You'll see a calendar of all of the upcoming live events that you can go and check out. Before we shut this thing down, does anyone have any thoughts that are non-Duck related? Did they want to share?
2: <laughs> really put me in a box here. You know that, right?
1: I was hoping to do so.
2: You're going to leave him leaving, feeling foul? I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say it. I, hate them so I much. didn't even call for it to be said. That's all with that guy. I hate
1: them so much.
0: Speaking of punch, have you guys seen uh, the oh, Damn It, The Rock and Emily Blunt movie on um Disney Plus? Jungle Cruise. Uh, Jungle Cruise. I have have to... you watched the, Is the it puns on, Disney plus on that? Now? It's I on Disney so. Plus now.
2: Oh, thank God. And
0: yeah, the puns in it. The Rock nails so many of the puns that the people that do that actual ride at Disneyland do. It's hilarious. And well, there's a Chris point where a, a little girl actually like cries to her mom to get him to stop. And he basically <laughs> cuts a promo on her. It's like, nothing can make me stop.
2: Don't even try. You know what? I want to go <laughs> kick that little girl. Just <laughs> punter her right into the waters. It's a fun let an alligator eater. Let Let one of those pink dolphins out eat people eat her. It is a funny move. Oh yeah. They and, are on uh, the Amazon, right? The- uh yeah, in the movie they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they are. The pink dolphins that eat pe- that can eat people. Yeah.
0: Ghostbusters Afterlife also had a preview for they're doing a super pets movie starring crypto.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: And the voice of crypto is Dwayne Johnson. Interesting. He's not only Black Adam, he's now Superman's dog who has a best friend who is an indestructible dog who's voiced by Kevin Hart. Because, of course, those two just love working together.
2: I mean, I can't <laughs> blame them. They both seem fantastic to work with.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the Rock just can't stop working.
1: <laughs> You're not He's wrong. Either
0: in the gym or making a movie. Like, oh, and huge, huge, uh, much respect to The Rock. He gave a present to the school at which he uh, used to play football uh i can't remember what it's called but it's his high school in uh hawaii he sent that football team all brand new gear like workout clothes from his under armor line new school like football uniforms like he outfitted the entire team because apparently they had a bunch of old day you know outdated old equipment and he remembers like that when he was playing there was like when he was a kid he was poor and he remembers how shitty it was and he sent you know thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment to a bunch of high school football
2: players how does Hawaii settle with all the it's awesome like to go they can't really pay to go to the mainland all that much can they what do you mean like the high school football teams like they can only really yeah they just play each other yeah is that all they really do though yeah, well, I mean, yeah. between,
0: the, what, the five islands? I have a feeling there's probably quite a few high schools.
2: Oh, oh yeah, but, like, I mean, like, if they go into, Georgia, yeah. like, can they really travel that much back to the ports to the mainland? Do they have the budget for that? I mean,
0: probably. Because I know, like, Hawaii's played, like, the the Hawaii College has played in, like, you know, tournament bowls in college, college football is a little yeah bit different i'd say but i, I think mean, they just do their, their schedule budget
1: better so that they're not traveling all the time like they'll do three or four away games before they come home for a while and stuff like yeah that.
0: which would make sense yeah, yeah. yeah. go yeah. play a bunch of
2: schools and then come back yeah. to the island before just, we, uh, the thought process and the logistics of it just popped in my head that's all
1: before we shut things down i did see something posted on facebook from a friend of the show one beef from uh legends podcast he had posted a uh an excerpt that someone had posted from, I think it's a Tumblr, and I just want to put this in you guys' brains so you're prepared for it this coming weekend. They said, quote, The Jetsons takes place in 2062, and George Jetson is 40 years old, which means somewhere, right now, George Jetson is being conceived. And they found out more (laughs) info and said, Actually, Google tells me that George Jetson's birthday is August 27th, which means his parents are going to successfully get nasty this year's Thanksgiving weekend. Mark your calendars.
0: So that means this weekend,
2: while you're going at it, <laughs> as you finish, make sure you yell,
1: Jetson! <laughs> yeah. When did they
2: ever say a date that it takes place in? I,
1: I don't remember the Jetsons well enough to be able to tell you that, but I'm sure the Wikipedia or whatnot provides information. Yeah, so, uh, information. And why in would they somewhere. make it in the
2: 2000? Th- why would they not make it like 2200? Like
0: Because what? when they wrote that show in the 50s that was the far distant future literally we have 2001 we have 2001 a space odyssey like when they wrote that movie 2001 was an incon- inconceivable date that was the far distant sci-fi future Fair Th- enough. think about, about right, back to the future
1: right. they went to what 2018 2015 and that was the yeah. 2015 future. he landed on the day he went 30 years yeah. in the future the day I turned 30 well there you go <laughs> see I'm just saying. October
2: 21st, 2015. So Willie, The day that lives on in infamy. I turned 30 years Willie, old. Willie, when
1: you create your own cartoon or something set in the future, you can set it hundreds of years in advance so that hundreds of years from now people are like, why wouldn't they set it thousands of years away?
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: no matter what, if you set it in a future date, eventually most people are going to get to it.
2: We're well, never going to get flying cars. And I'm still you. angry about it. I'm sorry. We,
0: we have like flying them. cars. We do not have affordable, mass produced flying cars.
2: I'm talking about individual family size flying cars.
0: Yeah, we have those.
2: Uh, Helicopters don't count.
0: That's not what I'm talking
2: about. There is literally a car that can drop its wings and fly.
0: They cost like $2 million.
2: For the average family to use. All right, if you uh, want me to put all these speculation or uh, specifications in there, go for it. But That's you know what you. I mean. You're just That's trying to make yourself even more right, me. even after I told you you're right.
1: I know. I'm right. Look, what we got out of this is the Pacman's right. So That's on true. that note, we need to just shut things ahead. down, and we'll make sure then. we clip that audio out of Willie saying you're right so we can reuse it a lot. Hurry up and do it, you, you duck butthole. On that note, we're getting out of here, and we will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye